Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. The dark, but I really wanted you to know. If you're a local musician and you have some music that you'd love to get played on the radio, then head to the OCRFM website and contact us or ring OCRFM and leave a message. Lollipop, lollipop, Afternoon delight and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is ninety eight point three across Colac and District, eighty-eight point seven FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Afternoon, Max. Hi. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Are you keeping warm on this uh, blustery day outside? Yeah. It it just hit about what? 20 minutes ago, just downpour. <laughs> yeah. Crazy times. What's, uh, what have you been up to? Not much. Not much? You were uh, off fishing last week. Did you catch anything? Or uh, I didn't know, but uh, everyone else did. Ah, <laughs> that's the luck of fishing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, got any plans for the school holidays? Um, going up to Swan Hill. Oh, nice. Yeah. Camping up that way? or uh, Staying on houseboat. Oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's definitely got plans then. Yeah. So, full family thing or? It's just Dad, Bonnie and I. Oh, very good. Yeah. Is, are you uh, just uh, skimming off the <laughs> the others? Yeah. You're like, uh, no, I've got the, the best of the family here coming with me. <laughs> Mum's in Melbourne for a yacht club thing and uh, then Hunter and Charlotte are in Fiji. Of course, yes. They've got a community project they're part of at the moment. Yeah. Do you want to give us a quick rundown of uh, what they're up to? Um, they're helping build a medical centre, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. In Fiji? Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, we best get this show on the road and find out what's new on the shelf this week. What's new, Pussycat? Radio Max. Now, uh, this is something we haven't had for a while. A, uh, a new f- style of chip. Not even just flavour, but style. Yeah. What have we got here? The Doritos 3D. Mmm. So, <laughs> uh, Doritos in their natural habitat are just plain old flat triangular corn chips. How have they made these 3D? They're just 3D triangles. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of puffy. Yeah. I guess is the best description. Uh-huh. Um, so occasionally in your corn chips you might get, you know, an aerated, puffed-up uh, version. But these are deliberately 3D crunch uh-huh. is what they're calling them. So they're kind of puffed up 
if you think of the consistency of maybe a cheesel, perhaps, uh, or corn puffs, um, Cheetos, it's kind of got that aeration to it, but the uh, the consistency is still technically a corn chip. Yeah. So uh, what what flavour have we got here? Extreme cheese. Extreme cheese. Now, if you grew up in the 90s, you might be excited about this because this is a return of a product that was on the shelves back when I was a kid. This is like mid-90s. Um, they, they launched these 3D crunch chips, and uh, they're very similar to what they were when I was a kid. So oh, here you go, Max. I've, I've delivered, finally, something uh, for your generation that I had as a kid. Uh, what's your prediction before you uh, pop that in your mouth? Just um, crunchy, puffed Dorito things. Yeah. Have you had anything similar before? I'm not sure. Not sure? You won't know till you try it, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the, the cheese version. They do come in three different flavours. Sweet chilli, spicy salsa, or extreme cheese. Yeah. So I've gone for the cheese one. I've kept it uh, low-key, but uh, the other the other couple of flavours are out on the shelves as well. So uh, have a nibble. Let me know what you're thinking. It's definitely got the crunch factor. <laughs> yeah. I can hear that from over here. It's, um, definitely tastes like a Dorito. Mm-hmm. So it's got that cheesy yeah. overtaste slash aftertaste. Yeah. Yep. What about, the, like, with the, the aeration, does it change the corn chip kind of style or? It tastes different, mm-hmm. but also similar. <laughs> similar but different, yeah. yeah. What? Um, so these were launched uh, whenever the Super Bowl was. So they were they were launched into the stratosphere by uh, some famous folks out there, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, they were the the big faces of this this particular launch. So they've been out on the shelves for uh, a couple of months now. But uh, yeah, when I when I spied them with my little eye, I thought, wow, that's something I haven't seen since I was a kid. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you giving them against your regular Doritos? Um. I reckon they're better. So they're better? two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Nice. So uh, the the flavors, as we said, the the cheese version come in a yellow packet. Then you've got your red for the um, the spicy salsa, and the sweet chili comes in a purple package. Uh, what is our health advice giving us? Thankfully, the bag's all recyclable, but uh, the sugars for it: 0.8 grams per serving. So you're looking at one percent sugar. And uh, all the, it's not it's not faring too badly actually. Um, it's a two star health rating, uh, which for chips that are covered in cheese, yeah, uh, you'd be you'd be <laughs> expecting that. But uh, two thumbs up from Max. Let us know if you've tried the three uh, D Doritos. We'll post a copy up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, let us know. The good, the bad, the ugly. What's your thoughts on Doritos 3D? Spicy salsa, extreme cheese, or sweet chili? We're going to take a quick break. We'll get the show underway and let you know all about today's topic, which is a bit of a trip down nostalgia lane. 
It's uh, the Cherry Ripe. You're listening to Afternoon Delight. Hello, this is Graham Webb, and I'm terribly excited to be on your local radio station in Colac every Friday morning between 10 and 12, and Friday nights repeated on Webby's Golden Years of Radio. It's really an audio book of my life. I'm so thrilled to be putting it all together for you. If you have a chance to listen between 10 and 12 on Friday morning or night, you will enjoy Webby's Golden Years of Radio, I'm sure, right here on OCRFM. Kids Kingdom, come for a play or stay all day. Enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu. Book a party in one of our three colourful party rooms. Inquire today, 52315633. Kids Kingdom, proud sponsor of Afternoon Delight on OCR FM. As government restrictions begin to be lifted, head to the OCRFM website and check out our community calendar for more information about local events and their stages of reintroduction. Tune in Thursday nights from 8 o'clock for Kakalaki. From hillbilly to rockabilly and everything in between. You're listening to OCRFM. CRFM, your home of music variety. Hi, I'm Chloe, and you're listening to OCRFM. Okey-dokey, Max. It is time for us to have a look at this week's sweet treat, which is the Cherry Ripe. What do you think of when you think Cherry Ripe? Are you a, a fan? or? Um, yeah, I like it, but like it? not normally straight to that. It's very interesting. Uh, a lot of people are very similar in that regard. They'll go, oh, yeah, I like the Cherry Ripe, but it's not my go-to. Yeah. However, apparently in a 2013 survey, it was voted Australia's most popular chocolate bar. <laughs> So uh, someone must be <laughs> must be going to it first up. Yeah. Um, did you know that it is the l- oldest Australian chocolate bar? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a brand of chocolate bar that's currently manufactured by Cadbury uh, that consists of cherries and coconut coated with dark chocolate introduced by McRobertson's back in 1924 at their Fitzroy factory and is officially the oldest chocolate bar still in existence from that range. And because McRobertson's were one of the pioneers of the uh, Victorian chocolate market, uh, they can can technically lay claim to being the oldest chocolate bar in Australia. Um, It's unknown where the name actually comes from, because there was a 17th century song called Cherry Ripe, and it's a recurring theme in a 1919 uh, World War One spy novel called Mr. Standfast. Um, I came across it in 1999 Alice in Wonderland film. <laughs> they used it at the start of that, where Alice is singing this Cherry Ripe song. So they don't know whether that's where the name came from, uh, because the first use of the words Cherry Ripe as a name for food in Australia was actually for a cake and then a biscuit. Okay. So the cake was manufactured and sold by Australia's first biscuit company, which was founded in 1854 by Thomas Swallow. And then two years after that, they launched their Cherry Ripe Biscuit 
and uh, then Arnott's launched their own Cherry Ripe Biscuit in May 1924. That was two crisp, short, buttery biscuits with a cherry-flavoured cream filling. So a bit different to a Cherry Ripe because it is literally made of glacé cherry and uh, coconut combined. But yeah, at the same time that Arnott's launched their Cherry Ripe Biscuit, McRobertson's launched the chocolate bar. So there's a good chance they were either pitting against each other or they were benefiting from the fact that they were both advertising a very similar product. So uh, when Mr. Robertson uh, commenced making his popular chocolate series, uh, they were themed and presented in boxes which today are collector's items. Um, They were intended to be kept and reused. Much of the, the tins of the day were not our disposable society these days where everything's in a a plastic wrapper that gets thrown out. So uh, lots of uh, tins still exist uh, where people would have stored their sewing items or uh, children's little treasure boxes and things like that. And so um, each of the tins or the boxes that these cherry ripe biscuits and cherry ripe chocolates came in had little scenes decorated on the outside so there was the Beau Brummel, or the Dolly Varden, and uh, they became so popular that he kept that going through all his different chocolate boxes, and some other chocolate companies decided to get on the bandwagon as well and uh, put interesting scenes. So he would decorate his products, wrappers, and advertising in all these um, little cartoons. So uh, back when Cherry Ripe was launched in 1924... The original rapper had a man chasing a little boy and his dog out of a cherry tree. Okay. <laughs> and as uh, Mr. McRobertson's last born and younger son, Eric, would have been about six years of age, there's a chance it might have been based on him. They might have used him as the uh, the little mischievous boy <laughs> that is uh, pictured on the on the rapper. Um, the exact story behind the character's isn't quite known because around that time they think the characters were so familiar to people who were buying the products that they didn't bother to part, you know write down the history of it or pass it on verbally so it's kind of lost in time unfortunately um, after Cadbury acquired McRobertson's back in 1967 they continued to manufacture the cherry ripe as well as some of their other products that we've spoken about on the show before old gold chocolate the snack bar was also a McRobertson's invention, and good old Fredo Frog. <laughs> uh, then when the McRobertson's company um, buildings got converted into old apartments, that's what uh, they've turned into these days, there is still a cherry tree planted by the company at the original McRobertson site as a bit of a tribute to uh, where the cherry ripe was born. Cool. Which you can go and visit, apparently. <laughs> uh, the cherry ripe, uh, cherry ripe wrappers continued to display the former company's distinctive logo up until 2002. I don't actually remember it as a kid myself. I've only got this Cadbury image in my head of what the cherry ripe wrappers look like. And, uh, of course, sadly, <laughs> 2002... Uh, that that's way out of your wheelhouse as well. Yeah. But uh, in 2002, that's when it changed to the Cadbury logo. So it's got the Cadbury swirl up in the top left-hand corner and then the cherry ripe letters uh, in kind of a big, bold, yellow font on the red background. They've always, as far as I can remember, been that red background, yellow writing. 
Um, but yeah, as I said, back in 2013, Ray Morgan Research um, judged that the Cherry Ripe wasn't just the oldest chocolate bar in Australia, but uh, it was the most popular. Only two years earlier, it had come second in the survey to the Mars Bar. I wasn't able to find any of the current data, but that's still pretty good for, uh, for, for Cherry Ripe. I often find in the, the box of favourites and things like that, it's one that gets palmed over a little bit. People are either going to go straight for it to get rid of it <laughs> out yeah. of the box, or they leave it till semi-last. Yeah. But uh, regular listeners of Afternoon Delight would know that Max and I would uh, happily fight over the Turkish Delight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there you go. That's a bit of a brief history of the Cherry Ripe. And after the break, we're going to have a look at some of the other versions of Cherry Ripe products that have been or currently are. Uh, do you have a particular go-to when it comes to Cherry Ripe? Just the normal Just the regular bar? On. Yeah, yeah. There was a, I can't remember what they call it, whether it was Midnight or something like that at one stage. It was a short-run promotion for the Cherry Ripe where it had dark chocolate on the outside. Like, it's already a dark chocolate coating, but this was like a, a really rich dark chocolate. But then there was something about the cherries as well on the inside. And I'm not sure whether it was like a Black Forest cake kind of inspired cherry ripe but man it was good <laughs> so uh, let us know on the afternoon delight facebook page what are your cherry ripe memories and we'll be back after this to uh, go head to head with some of these cherry ripe products i'm mike crozier and have a listen to the album feature i've got for you this coming friday at 2 p.m on ocr fm G'day there, my name is Laurie and I first became involved in community radio in Colac way back in 1991 when the then editor of the Colac Herald, Tony Pritz, called a meeting in Colac and Tony was involved with community radio in Geelong and of course you can say the rest is history as I've been involved ever since. Community radio doesn't just happen. Show your support for OCRFM and its volunteers by subscribing as a member. Find out more information at www.ocrfm.org.au or phone 52-321-991. We're reminding people involved in the sharing economy to make sure that they meet all their obligations this tax time. The sharing economy has changed the way a lot of things are done. But it hasn't changed the ATO's definition of income. If you earn money from doing odd jobs or providing a service like car sharing, transporting passengers through things like ride sourcing or renting out a room or house, you need to declare it because it counts as assessable income. It's a bit different if the goods you provide or the activity you complete through a sharing economy website or platform is done as a hobby or recreational activity. The amount you are paid may not be accessible income. You can check the ATO website for information on how to work this out. If you're involved in the sharing economy, a surefire way to make sure you are getting the tax right is to be aware of your specific obligations. For more information on the sharing economy and tax obligations, visit ato.gov.au forward slash sharing economy. Golly everyone, there's new children's show episodes on Mondays at 4.30pm. Tune in for some fun with Rosemary on OCRFM. 
Okay, okay. Still not talking? I know you're angry with me not bringing good camping equipment, and I forgot the tent. But hey, look at the stars. Aren't they pretty? All right, all right. As soon as we get home, I'll call Blue Sky Outdoor Experts. I've got their number on the phone already. 5231... Two, three, four, seven. Or I'll, I'll go down to 76 to 80 Murray Street Coal. I can actually buy the right camping equipment. I also understand their OCRFM sponsors as well. Oh, great. What else could go wrong? From Bilson Street to the Bay, this is OCRFM. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time on Afternoon Delight for us to go head to head with uh, some of these Cherry Ripe products. Now, my sincere apologies, Max. I've made a mistake, (laughs) and I don't know how it happened, because uh, when I was buying the Cherry Ripes, I am positive that I picked up the Double Dipped, and yet I seem to have two regular (laughs) Cherry Ripes in the studio, because I did want to try uh, and see if we could distinguish what the difference was between the Double Dipped. Of course, by name alone, you can tell that it's uh, it's dipped in chocolate not once but twice, but uh, still would have been would have been good to compare them properly. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot do that because of my error. So uh, sincere apologies. As I say, I don't know what happened there. I checked the uh, packaging twice. I was positive when I left the shop, but uh, when I opened them up here in the studio, I found that I'd uh, made an error. But I do have something that is brand new uh, in the last couple of months to Cherry Ripe, which is these uh, individualised, they're called Cherry Ripe Layers. So we will be uh, pitting those against the Cherry Ripes um, and the Cherry Ripe Minis, which are a small version of the uh, the Cherry Ripe Block or Bar. Call it what you will. Do you call it a... I guess you'd call it a chocolate bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so talk to us. What's your thoughts on the uh, the cherry ripe, the structure, the the taste? What have we got here? It's just mushed up cherries covered in chocolate. With coconut? Yeah. So it's a, yeah, a coconut and cherry combination that is literally just coated in chocolate. That's the three ingredients to a cherry ripe. You, there's all the, the sugars and... Uh, there's a bit of sweetened condensed milk in there, some cocoa butter to kind of hold it all together, but that's the main three ingredients. Dark chocolate, coconut, and glacé cherries. Uh, it does have cocoa solid, so um, those with any allergies got to be aware of. But um, the thing that differentiates it for me between other chocolate bars is the fact that it's old gold chocolate on the outside. Okay. So a lot of the Cadbury chocolates have a milk chocolate on the outside, yeah. Dark chocolate works really, really well with this cherry <laughs> taste, and I think that they've really quite, you know, struck it, struck gold, so to speak, uh, in combining the the old gold chocolate with the the cherry filling. You can see pieces of cherry when you split open your um, cherry ripe. Yeah. So having whole bits of fruit in there. <laughs> um, but it the recipe has not really changed in uh, the 
what do we say, 1920s, so the hundreds of years that it's been in existence. Um, have a bit of a nibble on that. Let me know, taste and flavour-wise, what it's doing for you. You can definitely taste it. Mm, the dark chocolate. It's not like one of the chocolates where you can only taste the chocolate. It's a really good flavour combination, as I said. The, the sweetness of the cherry is balanced off with that deep, dark, rich, old gold chocolate taste. Yeah. Because, as we know, <laughs> on this show, sometimes when you uh, eat dark chocolate, it can just taste like a mouthful of cocoa. Mm-hmm. This just balances it out perfectly. It, it almost tastes like milk chocolate because of the sweetness of the, the cherries. Yeah. Can you think of any other cherry-flavoured chocolate bars or... No. I was struggling. You can get kind of cherry-flavoured Coke and soft drinks and things like that, but cherry's not a really a go-to flavour for chocolate bars or, or lollies. And I think it's because cherries are so difficult to process. Yeah. Because um, you've got to pit them, and it would take quite a lot of cherries to make a production line for Cherry Ripe. So that's possibly why uh, you don't find many cherry-flavoured sweet treats. Yeah, probably. But I know as a, a kid myself, I used to love, uh, if mum was cooking cakes or um, slices like um, Rocky Road, for example, that has cherries in it, uh, we would be sneaking the, the whole <laughs> glacé cherry out of the the container, trying to uh, see how many we could eat before Mum noticed. <laughs> but um, yeah, pairing wise, the the dark chocolate works really well with the the cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a bit of a coconut fan, I know you. Your yeah. mum certainly is. Uh, you were just telling me off air. Do you want to share Mum's deep dark secrets? <laughs> She's always got. A couple of cherry rocks in a life jacket pocket while she's sailing. <laughs> yeah, the good stuff to uh, to keep the the sugars up. Yeah, but it's it's that bite size as well. Uh, so does she have full bars or are they kind of the the little snack ones? Snack size versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're quite a handy uh, size. Like I guess for sailing, if you're wanting to have a one-handed treat, you're possibly going to struggle to be opening a large packet and, uh, yeah. you know, taking one by one. But uh, the snack size bars, yeah, would do well for that. Yeah. So let's turn our attention then to the second of our uh, cherry ripe inspired things. So we've got the traditional cherry ripe. There is the double dipped, as I said. Unfortunately, I don't know what I've done there <laughs> and uh, purchased two of the same one. But these are cherry ripe layers. Do you want to talk us through what you can see there? On the packaging, it basically looks like a cherry ripe, just in a different shape. Yeah, so it's almost like a rumble kind of arrangement. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm trying to think of the... It's like, it's like a hemisphere. So when you open up the package... It's like half an Easter egg. Yeah. It looks like... uh, We used to have a fridge magnet, actually, that looked exactly (laughs) like this. But um, that's not going to help listeners. Uh, So flat base, and instead of being in bar form, it's 
curved. Yeah. So kind of like a shell almost. Uh, I'm going to try and split in the inside. It's a very thick outer layer actually compared to, oh gosh, and now I'm letting coconut spill everywhere. <laughs> oh man, that oh. is crazy. Okay, what have we got here, Max? It doesn't really look like a... No, it's separate layers. That's uh-huh. probably why it's called the cherry ripe layers. So the outer layer, it's a lot thicker layer of dark chocolate, but then the base is like a the cherry fondant almost Yeah. on the base. It's got pieces of cherry through it, or is that cherry flavoured? Ooh, actually, I don't think that's real <laughs> cherry. I think that's cherry flavoured jelly. It is. Sneaky, sneaky. Where the original cherry ripe has pieces of cherry in it, this layers. Ooh, are they using jelly substitute? What's it telling us? Yeah, layers of cherry ripe flavored jelly, coconut flavored cream, and coconut pieces. So it doesn't actually have cherry pieces in it. <laughs> So that pink layer on the bottom is a coconut flavoured base and there's also, okay, how does that work? So it's pink, but it's coconut flavoured base. And then the only cherry flavour is the cherry flavoured jelly, which Um. is quite squishy and oozy. But then it's got desiccated coconut under the the lid, I guess you would call it, (laughs) of the, the chocolate. So it's actually quite messy if you bite into it. I'll let you do the (laughs) the honours there, because I broke mine in half. But the coconut falls everywhere. Mm -hmm. Have they uh, thought out the logistics of this? I mean, it's great having the layers. There's different Cadbury layers creations. They've got, uh, I think, might be Picnic. I'll, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll confirm that in the break. But there are different layers, um, products. But, uh, yeah, so they've basically deconstructed the cherry ripe into its separate flavours. What's your thoughts on the consistency and the the makeup? The jelly um, gives it, like, a smooth, like like a caramel. Like a caramello. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. I'm not a fan of this coconut flying everywhere. (laughs) The base, though... I'm trying to work out what that... the coconut cream is. Mm -hmm. It's tricking me because it's pink. Yeah. I instantly... My brain's tricked into thinking it should taste (laughs) like cherry or strawberry or raspberry or something. Yeah. But it's a very strong coconut taste. So having it in the separate layer, um, I don't know. Comparing it to the cherry ripe, though, what's your thoughts? It's different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, it's a very different. It's almost like a snowball, mm-hmm. but you're eating it inside out. So the chocolate snowball is traditionally marshmallow, chocolate, and then covered in desiccated coconut. This is chocolate on the outside, 
mouthful of coconut pieces, and then that um, cream would be replacing the the marshmallow. I like it. I'm not complaining. Yeah. But it's yeah, as you say, very different compared to the original cherry ripe. What are you giving? Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, I reckon two thumbs up. It's just slightly better than the slightly better than the, the original cherry ripe. Uh-huh. Well, well done, Cadbury. You've uh, <laughs> you've won us over on this one. Uh, that is the Cadbury Cherry Ripe Layers. We'll post a picture up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page of uh, the various other incarnations of Cherry Ripe that are out there. And let us know. Um, do you have a go-to when it's the, the Cherry Ripe? Some of the other products that are out there, other than just the Cherry Ripe Bar, are the Cherry Ripe Minis, which are smaller versions of the bar, the Double Dip Bar, um, they have the old gold cherry ripe block, so uh, it's a, a uh, an old gold block of chocolate, which is cherry ripe flavoured. The cherry ripe layers, which I just had, and you can also get Cadbury cherry ripe ice cream. Oh. So uh, frozen <laughs> cherry centre, <laughs> and then uh, it's dipped in chocolate on the outside, so a, a cherry coconut ice cream. Uh, some... Previous products, the special edition dark cherry was the one that I was thinking of before, and cherry ripe dark ganache. So the outer layer of chocolate, instead of being that solid touch, was more a, a kind of a creamy chocolate, I guess, <laughs> with ganache. But uh, there you go. Let us know on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Our head to head this week, what's your go to for cherry ripe? Are you a uh, traditionalist? or have you branched out into some of these other ones, let us know. We'll be back after this with our sweetest tune. You're listening to Afternoon Delight. Are you a fan of Disney films? Been to Disneyland? Keen to learn more about the wonderful world of Disney? Tune in to Disney News on OCRFM for Disney news, facts, and a whole lot more. Hosted by Brayden on Thursdays, 4.30pm to 5pm. Southwestern IT, we take the hassle and frustration out of computers, providing quality service, support and products that make us leaders in IT. We cater for business computing or any home IT needs, including networking, repairs, maintenance, support, domain changes and sales. Help is just one phone call away. No job is too big or small. Call the friendly staff at Southwestern IT. 52315900 Southwestern IT are proud sponsors of OCR FM. Check out the OCR FM website at www.ocrfm.org.au for station news, program guides, and more information on how to get involved with your community radio station. www.ocrfm.org.au do you like cars and do you like coffee? Combine the two. First Sunday of every month, starting at 9am. Join us at Historic Biak to view a collection of classic cars and drink free coffee. Contact Ian McDowell on 0437 988 866 for more information. Jump in my car. Hello, baby. Hello, I'm Brian James. And if you like your music from today and back several decades with a little nostalgia thrown in, then join me right here on your station for three hours of my kind of music. It's a, a little different. 
OCIFM streaming online at ocifm.org.au It's time for our sweetest tune here on Afternoon Delight and today as we're uh, looking at Cherry Ripe uh, can't really play you the original Cherry Ripe song from the 17th century. <laughs> uh, there haven't been many recordings of it that are kind of radio quality. But uh, instead, we've gone with a Neil Diamond track. Now, uh, you heard of Neil Diamond before, Max? I'm not sure. Can't say you have. <laughs> He's uh, an artist probably um, best known for his work throughout the 60s and 70s, so uh, before my time as well. But uh, this particular tune he recorded in March of 1966, originally intended it as a demo, but uh, then got issued as a 45 single and became a hit for him. Um, he worked with Al Gorgoni, who was a player with Simon and Garfunkel. You'd probably know their song Sound of Silence, but not performed by them. You'd know the more updated version. But... Uh, it was apparently described as an exciting production by Billboard with uh, bass piano backing, choral support of Neil Diamond, and it made it to number six on the Billboard Hot 100. It was Neil Diamond's first big hit, and it's called Cherry Cherry. Thank you. 
right there is Neil Diamond on Afternoon Delight with Cherry Cherry. You heard that one before? I don't think so. No, no, you haven't. You're listening to Afternoon Delight 20 minutes away from four. And it's time to uh, take a quick look at uh, when Cherry Ripe hit the news. An extra, extra, read all about it. Life story of Playboy Penny. Extra, 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 read all about it. Now, you wouldn't think that Cherry Ripe is very controversial, but uh, it, it did hit the headlines back in 2017 as it was pulled from the Rose's chocolate box. Mm. Very contentious. <laughs> Very contentious. So, uh, Rose's chocolate boxes are a mixed bag of kind of uh, lollies. They did undergo um, quite an overhaul over the last decade. Uh, they changed up some of people's favourites, and uh, a lot of people were outraged that Cherry Ripe um, had made it into the cut, and there seemed to be quite a lot of them. Now, when a chocolate box is made, technically it's a random selection. You, you may get more, you may get less of some flavours. But um, the the company that makes the, the Cadbury Roses, uh, they ended up replacing Cherry Ripe with a dark mocha chocolate, um, which is described as carrying a rich espresso taste with fudge covered in old gold dark chocolate. Um, it happened in 2017 at the Dunedin Cadbury factory. Um because lots of angry customers were alleging that when they were buying these Rose's chocolate boxes, they were almost completely full of cherry ripes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, people were looking for Turkish delight, the orange choc, um, peppermint would be your go-to, Max. But uh, when people were opening up their Rose's chocolate boxes, there were all these red wrappers. And they couldn't quite explain why it was happening. Um, the company just said, look, I'm sorry, it's bad luck. That's just how the the chocolates fell into the box, so to speak. Um, same thing happened with their Easter promotion that year. There seemed to be a lot of cherry ripe. So whether they had a really good crop of cherries, perhaps. And uh, that's that's why they ended up producing so many of these cherry ripe chocolates. But, uh, yeah, there was so much backlash from uh, too many cherry ripes in the Rose's chocolate box that they ended up pulling it completely and putting in this dark mocha. So it's still got the old gold on the outside, but uh, poor old cherry ripe was the the one to go. (laughs) Um, When it comes to a mixed box of chocolates, do you have a go-to, like uh, when it's Rose's or uh, the favourites? Favorites. If there's no Turkish delights left, then the dream. Ah, the white chocolate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm. Yeah. I always go for the Turkish delight first. It's one of my my go tos. It's the one that divides the box. People will be throwing them out and be like, "Oh, pick me, pick me." Yeah. But uh, yeah, I probably then go to a picnic. Possibly for me, um, I'm a bit of a fan of the chocolate and peanut mix. But uh, again, let us know. Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Uh, What's your thoughts on the uh, Cherry Ripe products? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this with this week's recipe. I'm Mike Crozier and have a listen to the album feature I've got for you this coming Friday at 2pm on OCR FM. 
South Western IT, we take the hassle and frustration out of computers, providing quality service, support and products that make us leaders in IT. We cater for business computing or any home IT needs for students and families, including network, repairs, maintenance, support, domain changes and sales. We are your one-stop IT solution. No job is too big or small. Help is just one phone call away. Call the friendly staff at South Western IT on 52315-900. You're listening to OCRFM. Oh, baby, give me one more chance. Show me that I love you. Won't you please let me back your OCRFM, your home of music variety. Cultura would like to invite you to a dumplings tasting day at the Colac Neighbourhood House on Sunday the 3rd of July from 12 noon to 2pm. Any donations on the day will support OCRFM Community Radio Station. Hi, I'm Gary Jackson and I'd like to invite you to join me on OCRFM every Tuesday at 6pm for my show. We'll be having the A-side, B-side, follow that, the back-to-front feature, the two vintage tunes, the occasional guest and music from across the decades every Tuesday at 6pm on OCRFM. You're listening to OCRFM, your favourite play station. Time and afternoon delight to jump in the kitchen. What have you chosen for us today, Max? Cherry ripe slice. So a uh, staple of uh, every grandmother's cookbook, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry ripe slice. Uh, ten ingredients to this one. Yeah. What do we need? One cup of plain flour. One quarter of a cup of caster sugar. One quarter of a cup of cocoa powder. 125 grams of butter, 200 grams of cherries, 397 grams of sweetened condensed milk, 3 cups of desiccated coconut, pink food colouring, dark chocolate, and 20 grams of kofa. I don't know about you, but uh, whenever I was helping to... uh make a slice. It was always dipping the fingers in the sweetened condensed milk. Yeah. I'm not sure if that entire can ever makes it into a, a slice. <laughs> uh, what do we need to do to put this all together? Preheat the oven to 180 degrees Celsius. Line a slice pan with baking paper. Allow the sides to overhang. Combine the flour, sugar and cocoa powder in a medium bowl. Add the butter and stir to combine. Spoon in the lined pan, pressing the mixture down evenly over the base of the pan. Bake for 10 minutes or until firm to touch. Combine the cherry condensed milk and coconut in a bowl. 
Add one to two drops of pink food colouring. Stir to combine. Spoon over the slice base. Use the back of a spoon to smooth the surface. Bake for a further 20 to 25 minutes or until firm to the touch. Set aside for 30 minutes to cool. Place the chocolate and kofar in a heatproof bowl over a saucepan of simmering water. Use a metal spoon to stir the mixture for 5 minutes or until the chocolate melts and the mixture is smooth. Pour over the coconut mixture. Smooth the surface and then set aside for 30 minutes or until set, then cut into pieces. And should be ready to uh, serve up straight away? Yep. Now one thing you've got to be careful with uh, if you're heating the, the chocolate for the, the top layer is making sure that the base of the bowl doesn't actually touch the boiling water because that's uh, when you're going to mess up <laughs> the, the, I guess it's the icing uh, even though it's the the kofar and the um, the chocolate layer will set into a, a solid outer layer, similar to a cherry ripe. And uh, so we've popped a copy of that recipe up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. If you'd like to have a go at making that yourself, quite scrumptious. Um, that that might be the secret recipe to the uh, the inside of the cherry ripe, actually, that sweetened condensed milk. I'd never really thought what was combining the two. But it makes sense. So uh, that's up right now on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. We'll take a quick look back at uh, our last episode. We were talking Frey chocolate, quite uh, an exquisite Swiss chocolate brand. And uh, we had the Obsession Biscuits range out there. Now, uh, you're a bit of a fan of the mint obsessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went down the salted caramel uh, that was that was my go-to between uh, the four different flavours that we had there. But uh, let us know on the Facebook page if you've uh, had a go at any of those uh, Swiss chocolates from Frey. There was quite an expansive range. I've been slowly nibbling my way through uh, all the chocolate blocks that were uh, left over from that one. And uh, I found that I had actually bought the orange chocolate block after all. Good. It had... Uh, fallen out of the bag in my car but uh the the range of chocolates we had there i think uh for us the the dark chocolate was just too dark yeah it was um quite overpowering when it came to some of the more subtle flavors like blueberry yeah um which i thought was quite unique for a chocolate flavor having uh, blueberry pieces in it but yeah if they'd pulled back a little bit on how intense that that dark chocolate flavor was um, that's that's where we thought that uh, perhaps the the flavour could have been improved a little bit. But are we Swiss chocolatiers? No. <laughs> what do we know? Uh, we're almost out of time. We're going to take our final break and we'll be back to unwrap this week's Kinder Surprise. So stick around on Afternoon Delight. Hello, this is Graham Webb and I'm terribly excited to be on your local radio station in Colac every Friday morning between 10 and 12 and Friday nights repeated on Webby's Golden Years of Radio. It's really an audio book of my life. If you have a chance to listen between 10 and 12 on Friday morning or night, you will enjoy Webby's Golden Years of Radio, I'm sure, right here on OCRFM. 
Line dance lessons are held at the Illuminate Hall, Monday evenings, beginners 6 to 7 p.m., advanced 7 to 9 p.m. Great fun and exercise, phone Magella 0429358441. Magella is a proud sponsor of OCRFM. It doesn't matter what style of music you like listening to. It could be country music. Rap and hip hop. I got the Metro card, you got the Porsche. I got plaque in my wallet, you Folk like and blues. the Porsche. Classical music. Whatever your music tastes are, you're listening to OCRFM. 98.3 and 88.7 along the coast. Carl Hack Comeback Country Music Club presents a country music afternoon on Sunday the 3rd of July from 12.30pm to 5pm at the Colic Bowling Club by the Lake in Armstrong Street. The guest artist is Johnny Doyle. Club members will also be performing Walk-up artists are welcome, subject to club discretion. Admission is $10 or $8 for club members. Phone Leone on 5231-1700 for details. All welcome. G'day, it's Chris Ross here inviting you to join me each Saturday night from 4 o'clock on Those Were The Days where I take you through a kaleidoscope of music right back from the 40s and 50s right up to today right here on OCRFM. Hi, my name is Megan. You're listening to OCRFM. That can only mean one thing, Max. It is time for us to open up this week's Kinder Surprise, find out what is inside. Foil's coming off. Foil keeps on getting harder to open. <laughs> They've changed it. It used to be wrapped and you would unwrap. Now there's two separate segments of foil that have almost welded together. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what have we got inside the chocolate this week? Looks like a bear. A bear? Yeah. So not an Australian uh, animal this time around? No. Actually, we've had uh, quite a few kind of uh, tropical creatures of late. I wonder if that's a new range, perhaps, that they're uh, trialling with these. Is it Natoons? Yeah. The series that they're in at the moment? So what sort of bear have we got there? I don't know what type of bears it is. <laughs> <laughs> is it black bear, perhaps? Probably. Oh, Okay. He's kind of got a bit of a uh, Disney Barloo look about him. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, leaning up against a tree, is he? Yeah. Yeah. So three pieces. It's uh, head, torso, and then the legs. We should point out that uh, Max is 
Yet, yet again, working uh, freelance and leaving the instructions on the table. <laughs> Never quite sure whether that's helpful or not. Okay, he's pulled it apart and he's gone for the, the legs to the base first this time. That seems to be making it a bit easier. Although, oh, okay. Now, do you want to try and describe, I know it's very difficult to uh, talk and construct at the same time, but what you're trying to do at the moment. Trying to fit the body onto the legs. <laughs> and it looks to have like, like a, a little press button in its back. So you Dance. Can, <laughs> it's like a little dancing bear. He jiggles around as you uh, fiddle with the, the button in the back. Uh-huh. There we go. Well, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, sadly, that is all the time we have once again for Afternoon Delight. As always, if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can email lolly at ocrfm.org.au or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Uh, As you heard in uh, the announcements there, this time next week, there's a special event happening at the Colac Neighbourhood House where Cultura are presenting a bit of a uh, taste of the world. So uh, the first one is a dumpling tasting day, which should be uh, quite nice indeed. We might uh, <laughs> we might uh, totter on down, hey, Max, prior to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. And uh, all things going well, we'll catch you again next week from 3pm. Yeah. Have a good one. See ya. Bye-bye. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight So polite, I always thought a fish could not be caught who wouldn't bite. But you got some better wet than I think I might try and nibble in a little afternoon delight. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. This song is about daytime lovemaking. Afternoon delight. The naughty type. Exciting sky, rockets in flight. Oh, afternoon.
Line dance lessons are held at the Illuminate Hall Monday evenings. Beginners 6 to 7 pm, advanced 7 to 9 pm. Great fun and exercise. Phone Magella 0429 358 441. Magella is a proud sponsor of OCRFM. Andrew Kaduri from the Australian Music Radio Airplay Project, better known as AMRAP. It's time to share and support Australian music, and where else is better to do that than community radio? The CBAA brings you Australian Music is Bloody Great, a radio series delivered by the Community Radio Network featuring some great Australian artists talking about and playing great Australian artists. So let's do this. Hi, my name's Phil Jamison, and I am hosting Australian Music is Bloody Great all across Australia on Community Radio. Community Radio is the lifeblood of any community, and I'm actually stoked to be playing some of my favourite new tunes from Aussie artists. So let's dig in. First up, we have a duo out of Adelaide. Um, I saw these guys support the chats last year on an Australian tour. Um, and they're unreal. They've just gotten signed to Domestic Lala, which is a record label out of Brisbane run by Jimmy Tidswell from Violence Soho. Anyway, enough about them. What about me? <laughs> I love the show. I bought a t-shirt. These guys are Teenage Jones and this is their new track, Terrible. 